Hi, everybody. My name is Pat Hogarty, and welcome back to California Real Estate Finance, Real Estate 320. This happens to be show number eight. And today what we're going to do is continue on with our discussion of the uh, secondary market and the federal credit agencies. If you remember from the last time we were talking about the concept of uh, when we talked about the federal, uh, I'm sorry, the secondary market, we were essentially talking about where those lenders that make the loans, in other words, the direct lenders like the banks, uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, when they make those loans, where do they sell those loans to? Who do they sell them to? And we talked about those agents, we, agencies. We talked about Fannie Mae, Ginnie Mae, and Freddie Mac. I think I spent quite a bit of time explaining also how those Fannie Mae, Ginnie Mae, Freddie Mac get their money. So we talked about mortgage-backed types of securities. So in other words, they issue bonds that are backed by the mortgages, if you will, uh, to, uh, and those bonds are going out to investors. And when we say investors, we mean typically large uh, organizations such as insurance company, pension plans, private individuals that buy these bonds. And the security for those bonds is going to be the mortgages that they, that they, uh, that they own. So anyway, we discussed that. And I believe, if I remember correctly, we spent quite a bit of time at the uh, one of the websites. I think it was the uh, Freddie, I think if somebody tells me here, I think it was the Freddie Mac website. We talked about all the different kinds of calculators and, th and, uh, and different kinds of tools that were available for people to be able to use when they were looking to buy a home. So we went all through that. And then what we want to do today is we want to talk about the credit agencies or the agencies that help support that particular market. So again, what I'm going to be doing is just to kind of anchor us, what I'll do is I'll go through the last few pages in this chapter of this particular book. I'll be putting them up on the document camera and showing those to you. And then what I'm going to do is then spend some time going to the uh, individual websites for not all of the agencies, because some of the uh, the organizations they talk about in the book actually don't have a website in a couple cases, or they're part of another website. So I'll be showing where that's located, and again, so that you get familiar with what those sites are. And then the last thing that I'm going to be finishing off today is to show you two different sites that I think that are very important uh, for you to become familiar with and the tools that they have. And one is called FHA because it talks about it in the last part of your book, which is the Federal Housing Administration, and what kinds of loans that they have. And again, we'll go into those when we get to those chapters, but that, this will provide sort of an overview because FHA is actually insuring or helping to guarantee those loans that are sold in the, in the secondary market. And we'll also talk about the Veterans Administration, which is another agency that uh, people that have served in the military are eligible for to get loans through. And again, they don't necessarily lend you the money. What they basically do is they guarantee the loans. And again, that helps support that secondary market. And I'll be showing you some of the tools that are at those websites to help you hopefully help both you and your clients or your friends or relatives if you're looking for some additional information. So one of the things I'm going to do here in a second is I'm going to go ahead and move over to my document camera. I'm going to show you a couple of the pages in the book, and then uh, we'll be back and forth between the document camera and me talking, and then we'll go to the uh, different websites, and I'll show you those. So anyway, I'm going to move over here. And what they want to emphasize here in, in the book is that these federal credit agencies – uh, 
And it just says right at the get-go, it says there are a number of these federal agencies that provide both primary and secondary market support. So when we talk about primary, we're talking about those lenders like the banks, like, again, the Wells Fargo, the mortgage bankers, the Bank of America type. So that's what we mean by primary. And also secondary market support. So in other words, these are credit agencies that help support those markets. So anyway, going back, it says many of these agencies were formed particularly to support mortgage loans in the agricultural sector of the economy. And that's what a lot of these support agencies here are going to be talking about. You're going to hear us talk about farming and ranching and things like that. Uh, it goes on, it says, typically conventional lenders are reluctant to loan money on farms as income from agriculture is highly dependent upon a number of variables. Among these are weather, crop yields, national and world market prices at the time of the harvest. And it says food is highly perishable and must be immediately, immediately, if you will, processed. And it goes on to the next page, processed. Um, for example, when they grow tomatoes, they grow the tomatoes, they pick the tomatoes. As soon as they pick the tomatoes, they take them down in a truck down to the processing plant, uh, like a Del Monte plant, and they make ketchup out of them. So they have to process them very quickly or else they spoil. So that's what they're talking about. Uh, all of these inherently certain uh, or uncertain facts contribute to the lender's concern regarding the borrower's ability to repay the loan. So what we're essentially saying is, is that we need food. And, you know, we all need food. And, and what ends up happening is that happens to be a market that is very susceptible to all sorts of things that can have effect. We've all heard about droughts or we've heard about uh, cow disease uh, or we've heard about something that has some kind of an effect on that part of the economy. Not only that, but a lot of the vegetables, a lot of the food that you get in the supermarket is not necessarily even grown in the United States. It's coming from other countries. Coffee, for example, is coming from South America. Uh, so you have a lot of different countries. So we're competing not only in a local market or, uh, or a national market, but an international or worldwide market that can have uh, effect on the prices. So anyway, the first thing that we have is an agency. And this, by the way, when you do the research and you go through and look at a, a lot of these websites, you're going to start to realize after a while that there is just a huge amount of information out there. There are a lot of different departments, a lot of different agencies. They all perform a lot of different functions. And so consequently, we are by no means not even touching the tip of the iceberg when we talk about what's going on here. All of these agencies, in most cases, not only have offices back in Washington, D.C., they have local offices. So there's just a lot of information out here. But we just want to give you the website and show you some of the stuff. The first one that they talk about here is called the Farm Service Agency, the FSA. It says the mission of the U.S. Department of Agriculture Farm Service Agency, which is part of that, is to stabilize farm income, help farmers conserve land and water resources, provide credit to new or disadvantaged farmers and ranchers, and help farm operations recover, recover from effects of disaster. Okay, so when there's a disaster, they help that. Uh, I'm going to read this to you because later on when I show you at the website, you're going to start to realize where they get this information from for the textbook because I'll show you exactly where the website says the same stuff, almost word for word. 
But it says the FSA was set up when the department was reorganized in 1994, incorporating programs from several agencies, including the Agricultural Stabilization and Conservation Service, the Federal Crop Insurance Corporation, which is now a separate risk management agency, and Farmers Home Administration. Though FSA has, has changed over the years, the agency's relationship with farmers goes back to the 1930s. Okay? So again, and you know, there's certain key dates when you look at a lot of this stuff. 1930s, that was right after we had our very famous or infamous uh, Great Depression in 1929. And as a result of that, especially during the Roosevelt administration, there were a lot of these agencies that were put into effect. That's when we started to see, like, Federal Housing Administration. A lot of these agencies came along to help us stabilize the economy, create standards, create rules that we're going to follow, and more or less stabilize the economy so we weren't going to have these huge up and down swings. So anyway, this is one of the agencies, and I'll show you that when we get to the... Um, Website. It goes on from there. A couple things I highlighted. It says the Farm Service Agency was set up to provide relief and emergency farm financing. The agency requires that a borrower be unable to obtain funds from one of the more traditional lenders before they will finance or insure a loan. Direct loans may be made at lower than market rates to those who qualify. So again, these are special programs to help support that particular industry. Uh, farmers, ranchers, people out of raising cow, wheat, corn, uh, all kinds of other things like that. Okay, Another agency that they talk about is called the Farm Credit System. Okay, And the Farm Credit System does something a little bit different. It specializes in providing credit and related services to farmers, ranches, and producers of har or harvesters of aquatic products. Now, I'm assuming with aquatic products, we're talking about people, and I may stand corrected, but these are people that are doing things like raising fish and stuff like that, like fish farms, if you will. Uh, FCS is a network of borrower-owned, in other words, the people that own the borrowers, uh, own lending institutions and related service organizations serving all 50 states and the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. So when you see the map that I'm going to show you or the map that's in the book, You'll see that it also includes Puerto Rico. Loans may also be made to finance the processing and the marketing activities of these borrowers. In addition, loans may be made to rural homeowners, certain farm-related business, businesses, and agricultural, aquatic, and public utility cooperatives. Okay? So I kind of wanted to do that. There's a couple other things I highlighted in here I thought was important. Uh, it says all FCS banks and associations are governed by a board of directors elected by the stockholders who are farmer borrowers. So the farmers that borrow the money are the stockholders of each of the institutions. Okay, And it just goes on. It just says FCS institutions, unlike commercial banks or thrifts, do not take deposits. Okay, So anyway, I think we kind of went there. Now, on the next page... Not to jump around too much, but they give you a map. And I wanted, I wanted to show this map to you because I'm also going to show you this on their website so that you see that it exists. And when we go to the website, you'll see it better in color because when I click on it, it actually will have a little box that will pop up and talk about these different uh, 
if you will, these different uh, banks that are part of the system. And also down here, I believe this right down here is where Puerto Rico is. Okay, so when they talked about Puerto Rico, that's right down in this particular area right here. Let me see if I can get that, if I can point at the same time. So that's where they came up with that. Uh, you'll also see when we see when when I show you the entire website and uh, when we click on it, you'll actually see the fact that um, that they have basic boundaries that they cover, and then there's what they call gray areas, and those gray areas is where they may have a bank that two banks that cover the same area. Okay. Uh, another agency that they talk about in here is called the Federal Agricultural Mortgage Corporation. And uh, this Federal Agricultural Mortgage Corporation is better known as FarmerMac. And many people, you know, we've heard of Fannie Mae and Ginnie Mae and Freddie Mac, but we've never in the world, a lot of people, heard of FarmerMac. But guess what? They have a website, and we'll talk about what those guys do, too. Uh, here, uh, the Federal Agricultural Mortgage Corporation, or Freddie, uh, Farmer Mac, was also created and charted corporation by the Agricultural Credit Act. It's similar in concept to the Govern Government National Mortgage Association, okay, which is Ginnie Mae. The corporation, uh, the co I'm sorry, the corporation in operation, but exists solely to provide secondary market for farm mortgages. So, in other words, this helps farmer mortgages, not residential mortgages. All right. The agency is part of the farm credit system. Okay. So anyway, uh, I'll show you this. And then in the book, again, I'm going to take a minute here and I'll just show you this. And these websites, by the way, change on a fairly regular basis. Uh, so when they show you something in the book here, uh, what you see in the book and when you go to the website and click there could change. In fact, one of the first agencies I'm going to be showing you I'll also show you a little note in there that says that the agency's website, the way it looks and feels, is going to change on the 16th of September. So I'll show you where that note is so that you have an idea that they're always constantly and consistently updating these websites. And the reason why they do this is that they're in the, what they're trying to do is standardize in some cases or make the sites easier to work with. Because um, that's why it takes me sometimes a few minutes to kind of figure out on this website where certain things are located where it would be nice if they were all sort of standardized, kind of like the state of California has, has worked on doing, so that if you go to the Department of Real Estate and then you go to the Department of Motor Vehicles, the websites kind of work the same. So I think that they're hope, hopefully they're getting closer to that. But this is Farmer Mac's website. Uh, and uh, they have a couple things on here, but I think what I'll do is when I get to that site, I'll show you this, because what they did is they sort of cut this off, the description right here of what their, what their objectives or what their requirements are. So I'll show you that on the individual website what that whole set of language happens to be. Uh, the next one down here is something called Financing Corporation, and they call it FICO, but it's not the same thing as we talk about with the FICO scores. In fact, if you go into Google or Yahoo, in my case Google, and I put in that whole thing which said Financing Corporation FICO, what will happen is the first hit that you get will be for FICO scores. You know, like check your FICO scores, your FICO score good or whatever. But anyway, this is a part of another department, but basically what they're saying here is the Financing Corporation, and it gets this FICO from the first two letters of FI, of financing, 
and the first two letters of corporation. That's where they got that FICO from. Um, anyway, was chartered by the Federal Home Loan Bank Board in 1987 to help resolve the crisis created by the widespread collapse of the savings and loans. And I think we talked about that the last time. If you remember, we discussed the fact that um, somewhere along the line, I'm trying to remember which chapter it is right now. It might have been in the history of finance or something along that line. But basically what was happening was, uh, you know, in the 70s, you know, a lot of the savings and loans who typically always were in, had like about 75% of their portfolio in home loans, all of a sudden started to experience what we call disintermediation. In other words, people were taking their money out of the savings and loans, and they were putting them into other types of savings or investment instruments. And so what ended up happening is that the savings and loans wanted to start to compete with these other types of organizations, and they asked to be deregulated or deregulate the industry. And as the book had said in that chapter, what they, they, they wished for something and they got what they wished, which was ended up being a great big problem because they started entering into businesses that they really knew nothing really about. And so what ended up happening is, and because there was a lack of standards, good, good solid follow-through standards with good, solid appraisals, what ended up happening is they ended up having a bunch of mortgages in which the houses were worth nowhere the amount of money that was actually owed against them. So we had this huge crisis, and, of course, we, the federal government, like in most agencies, uh, ended up having to come in and bail that, uh, bail them out, okay? And then this was part of that process, okay? Um, let me see here. They also talk about the last part of the chapter here talked about the uh, Federal Financing Bank, which I'll show you their website. Uh, it says here the Federal Financing Bank came about as a result of the passage of the Federal Financing Act in 1973. Uh, actually, you almost need like to have like a, 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 a like a timeline to keep track of where all these agencies came in and how they changed to keep track of what's going on. The purpose of this agency was to consolidate the financing activities of a number of different federal agencies into one place. The bank issues securities for many different agencies. Among them are NASA, which is the National Aeronautical and, National Aeronautical and Space Administration. In other words, those are the ones that are putting the shuttle up in the air. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Postal Service. While most mortgage-related mortgage activities are excluded, FF, um, FFB does purchase HUD Section 108 guaranteed loans. 108. Okay. And then finally, in the chapter, it talked about something called FHA and VA, and we'll talk about those two uh, institutions, and I'll show you their website. And it goes on, it says, while it is commonplace for brokers, borrowers, and lenders, and investors to refer to FHA loans or VA loans, neither of these government agencies buys or sells mortgages. They don't buy and sell anything. What they do is they guarantee, they if it's FHA, it's insured. If it's VA, it's guaranteed. Okay, and it says FHA and VA are insurers of government mortgage insurance. The activities are both of both agencies will be discussed further on in the other chapter. In this case, it says Chapter 11. So anyway, that gives you a rough idea of what the book had to say. 
And now to hopefully put some life into this, what I want to do here in a couple minutes is I'm going to go out to those websites and show you some of the things that they uh, do. Now, one thing that I want to mention to you before we go there is keep in mind that I know that a lot of you are watching this on TV, and I know that it might look a little bit grainy and hard to see. Some of you are watching it on the Internet, and it might be a little bit grainy because of the differences of compression or whatever. But what I want to tell you is everything that I'm going to show you is at your Blackboard website, under Chapter 4. So all of the different agencies, all I'm doing is just going to there and I'm opening it up and I'm going through and showing it to you. So you can go back and take a look at it on your own. So in order to get there, what I'm going to do is, the first thing I'm going to do is go down here to, uh, let me see, i got to go over here to Website Links. And under Website Links, I'm going to go to Chapter 4, which deals with secondary market and federal credit agencies. And the last time, if you remember, we did talk about something called Farmer Mac, just to give you a reference point. Uh, this was the one where I explained all the various kinds of calculators, and, um, you know, we talked about all of this stuff the last time. So we're finished with that. But anyway, I wanted to show you that's where we were the last time. I'm going to go back here now and open up the next agency, which happens to be the Farm Service Agency. Okay, this was the first agency that they talked about in your book. A couple things I want to point out to you, and I'm going to be moving stuff around here a little bit just to make sure that it shows up on TV. I'm going to go back here and see if there's some way I can change the size of that text for a minute, make it look a little bit uh, bigger, and I'll be moving this back and forth, and then I'll go like this. Okay. One thing I wanted to point out to you here is that there's a little notice when you open this up. And again, I've blown this up a little bit, so it may look a little bit different when you open it up. But just so that you know, they have a little note on the beginning here, and it says, Attention Farm Service Agency Website Visitors. Wednesday, September 13, 2006. On Saturday, uh, September 2016, uh, 2006, the look and feel and organization of the FSA website will change. So that means when you take a look at it, if you're looking at it next week or at another semester, it may look completely different. I, we won't know until we see what they've done. The new site will contain all of the information housed in the current site and more. Please note if you have bookmarks on your current site, you will have to reset them on the new site, meaning bookmarks hopefully just into the site. They're not going to change the whole entire URL. All bookmarks will not function once they uh, are moved to the new site. Thank you for participating in the system. Okay, and so then they go down from there. And I just wanted to let you know, in case you were looking at this, that you needed to, you know, needed to move it around. It would look possibly a little bit different. Okay, just to give you an idea, over here on the left-hand side is where they have most of their navigation for the site. Uh, again, they have some highlights here over on the right, uh, news releases, anything that's new in the spotlight, admin column, new um, calendar of releases is all here. Uh, going down here on the left-hand site, we have disaster assistance. And here, for example, I'm going to click on farm loans. And I'll point out, this is dealing, and, and again, I think the reason why this changing the website is because you notice when I clicked on it, we had the... The page it went to looks completely different than, or not completely, but a lot different than the other page did. 
But anyway, it says here, it gives you an idea. It talks about farm loans. It says FSA makes direct and guarantee farm ownership and operating loans to uh, family-sized farmers and ranchers who cannot obtain commercial credit from a bank. So it's interesting. That's where the book is getting this information from, directly from that organization and the website. Uh, the Farm Credit System Institution or other lender, FSA loans can be used to purchase land, livestock, equipment, feed, seed, and supplies. Okay, all those things you'd use on a farm. Uh, our loans can also be used to construct buildings or to make farm improvements and then see loan information chart which describes the maximum loan amounts and rates that you would have uh, with the proceeds. Uh, what I'll do is I'm going to go ahead and click on that and see what happens. Maybe the computer will blow up or something. <laughs> but anyway, down here, what they do is here's your farm loan information. Here's your program. Here's your maximum loan amount. Here's your rates and terms and, and the use of the proceeds. So, for example, this program right here, and um, let me see what it looks like. On, yeah, I'm going to keep it this way. This is for direct farm ownership. The maximum loan amount is $200,000. The rates and terms can be up to 40 years. Rates based on the agency borrowing cost. In other words, how much it costs them to borrow the money. Uh, temporary limited interest rates are available for those unable to repay at irregular rates. What can you use the money for? Uh, purchase land, construct buildings, and other improvements, soil and water conservation. Okay, these are all things that farmers do, by the way. Uh, Beginning farmer down payment farm ownership program, and then it goes through here, lesser of 40% of the purchase price of the appraised value of the land. The term is 15 years. The interest rate is 4%. The purpose is to purchase farm or ranch. Okay. Uh, down here, direct operating. That means the operating of the farm on a, on a, on a, daily, a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Okay. So here we're talking about uh, direct operating, $200,000 was the uh, amount. From one to seven years, rates based on agency borrowing cost. Okay, this is the money for this is to be used to purchase livestock, poultry, equipment, feed, seed, farm chemicals, supplies, soil and water conservation, refinancing of uh, indebtedness. Okay, uh, this is for direct emergency. 100% uh, of actual physical loss, $500,000 uh, maximum. This is the number of years, and you use this to restore or replace essential equipment, meaning maybe the barn blew down, the, the tractor got crashed or crushed or whatever. Uh, pay all part of the production costs associated with the disaster. Uh, pay essential family living expenses because maybe you know the house was burned down, or not burned down, but blown down or torn down. I'm thinking like Oklahoma, maybe, Texas area, uh, or Louisiana. Uh, reorganize the farming operation, refinancing indebtedness, indebtedness, if you will. Okay, this is guaranteed operating. This gives you the loan amount, what it can be used. Same thing all the way down here. So these are the different programs, okay, that they happen to have that, far, that are farm-related. One of the things that I want to tell you when it comes to the, any of these programs, by the way, is that you probably are going to want to contact, if you were a farmer or you were dealing with a farmer, you would probably want to contact 
one of the, this agency, and they probably could put you in contact with the agency or people that can help you apply for the loans. Okay. Normally, depending upon where you live, and if you're a farmer, you have a whole network of people that can help you do this. Okay. This is not going down to the local Bank of America or Wells Fargo Bank. This is talking to somebody else that understands these programs. Even if you went down to the local bank, they would, pro you know, here say in Sacramento, they probably would turn you over to somebody else if they made those kinds of loans or they were involved in any of those programs at all. But they're doing direct lending here. Okay, a couple other things. So we talked about farm loans. Uh, they also have things like price supports. Price supports have to do with the fact that the farmer needs something to assist them in keeping the price of either wheat or corn or cattle or pigs or whatever it happens to be at a certain price. So it's some way of continuing that support of those prices. Uh, down below down here, what I'm going to do is to show you uh, there is a, a link here. I think I'm going to go to this one first, which is about FSA. When you go in here and you start reading about FSA, you're going to start realizing that this is where all of the information came from that you're going to see in the book. So this is the history of the organization, what they do, how they do it, when they were set up. This is all located right here under the About link. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back here for a minute. And uh, I think... If I go, let me see, I'm going to have to slide up here a little bit, and I think uh, your local offices, if you click here, what you're going to do is you're going to see a whole entire map, and what this is, this is the navigation map that will take you to the local office to get you some help. Uh, if you move the mouse over here, it's very hard to see, but there's a Southern California and there's a Northern California, and we're in Northern California, so you, you want to click there. This will show the various counties that are around here, such as we happen to be here in Sacramento. This is El Dorado County, Placer, San Joaquin, Solano, Yolo, Napa, Lake County. Those are all the different counties in the northern part of California. If you click on the one that is, I believe, for in the Sacramento area, what will happen is that you will find the offices that are located in this. They call Sacramento like a specific geographical area, okay? And so I guess that's why they would put them in here. But basically, they're showing you that they have an office that's located in Davis Street over there in um, in Davis. There's uh, gives you the name of the person to contact, their email address, their uh, mailing address. Uh, you have another one here, which is in um, Elk Grove that you can contact. So this is where, if you wanted to start the process and find out more information, this is where you would go to get some assistance, which I think they do a very good job of sort of laying that out for people that are in that uh, farming community, which is specialized, uh, specialized type of, uh, of business, if you will. The next one that I wanted to show you that's in here is called the Farm Credit System. Okay, the farm credit system, and this has a map in your book, and you'll see the map here, I believe, in a minute. I'm going to go ahead and maximize the screen. I'm going to get rid of the bar up at the top, and this will show you that agency. Now, this happens to be the same picture that you saw in your book, that you saw in your book. In fact, I think it's the picture... Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw this up here, so I'll throw it up on the camera so you can see it. 
And then what I'll do is I'll come back this right here, including even down to uh, the um, Puerto Rico, okay? When I flip back over or when Bob flips back over to the uh, monitor here, you're going to see the same thing, but it's in color, okay? That, so that's where they got that from. Uh, you'll notice that when you move over the top of this, you'll see a little pop-up over here to the, to the top or the left or the right, and it'll tell you the different uh, agencies. What it is is that this agency, the Northern Banking Territory, what they do is, in brown is what they cover. The gray area just means that it's covered possibly by two other agencies, by another agency within that area. Uh, usually when you're dealing with any area that's fairly rural, like for example, uh, this would be Idaho up in here. And Idaho, Idaho is kind of an interesting state because the southern part is very, there's not really that much there. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of looks more like the outskirts of Reno. And then the northern part looks more like uh, uh, North Shore Lake Tahoe. But anyway, this happens to be, um, and so they'll have a little pop-up here and they'll tell you what it is. And you just click on whatever one that you want to go to. And this will just tell you, you are now leaving, you know, this farm credit agency site, the funding corporation. If you click here, continue, and I think this one works. Uh, I believe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. Let me see here. If it, uh, if it took me out uh, to another point, because they do that. No. Okay, let me try that again. Okay. Or maybe there's another way. I let me just try it one more time here and see if it will take me out and apparently it didn't work that time but anyway you can get to them also down through here okay I believe this will work so I'll go to this one here now it gives me the same thing I can't tell you why it's not doing it it worked in my office before I got here it's where it takes you to the separate website for each one of these uh, operations for some reason I'll try another one over here and see if this one is going to work. Apparently not. Okay, so it might be something has to do with, uh, let me try one more thing and then I'll quit out of that. I'll just try to run it the way I did in my office. Okay, and click continue here. Again, it's not going for some reason. It must be something that's happening with the internet now, if you will. Okay, anyway, that map will, believe it or not, under normal circumstances, take you to each one of the websites that cover that particular area. Uh, a couple things that I wanted to point out besides that in here, they do have an interview, uh, interview overview area of the banks and the associations. And again, this is where they're picking up most of the information that you see in your textbook. Okay, where it says, for example, the system provides credit and related services through a system of banks and related associations. Let me see if I can go back here and get that a little bit bigger. I may or may not be able to. No, I can't. It won't go any bigger because it's the way that they did it. Uh, associations currently, the system consists of banks and approximately 86 associations. The system banks and associations are cooperatively owned directly or indirectly by their borrowers, like as the same thing as the book says. Uh, a board of directors elected by the uh, representative borrower slash shareholders permits each bank and association, or I'm sorry, uh, governs each bank and association. The directors are elected by the uh, borrower/association to the boards. Okay, 
So I kind of wanted to show you that so you would have an idea and you can poke around there and find uh, what's available. The next one that I wanted to go to and see if this works is what we call Farmer Mac. Okay, Farmer Mac, and hopefully old Farmer Mac is working. It'll come up. This is the Farmer Mac, if you remember, is like the Ginny May for homes. Okay. And I think their website was a little bit slow today. Okay. And it'll draw a picture here in a minute. But basically, the way that this particular website works, and I'm going to kind of expand it up here a little bit to see it, is that this talks about the company, the company profile, legislative history, whatever. Uh, again, I'm going to go in here to company corporate profile. And again, when I read this, you're going to start to say, hmm, this sounds awful familiar. I think I saw this in the book. The Federal Agricultural Mortgage Corporation, commonly known as Farmer Mac, is a stockholder-owned, federally chartered instrumental, inst I'll never pronounce that right, instrumentality of the United States. Farmer Mac was created by Congress in 1988 to establish a secondary market for agricultural real estate and rural housing mortgage loans and to increase the availability of long-term credit at stable interest rates to American farmers, ranchers, and rural homeowners. Farmer Mac's secondary market for agricultural mortgage loans accomplishes that public policy mission by providing liquidity, lending capacity to agricultural uh, mortgage lenders buy, and then it goes down through here what they do. And this is very similar to what Ginny May does. It says, purchasing new, originated, and pre-existing seasoned, seasoned meaning that it's been in existence for a while and the farmer's been making the payments, seasoned eligible mortgages directly from the lenders through its cash window and seasoned eligible mortgage loans from lenders and other third parties, issuing long-term standby purchase commitments for newly originated seasoned eligible loans, exchanging newly issued agricultural mortgage-backed securities guaranteed by Farmer Mac uh, for newly originated and season-eligible loans, and then finally purchasing and guaranteeing mortgage-backed bonds secured by eligible mortgage loans, which are referred to as Ag Vantage bonds. Okay, so again, that gives you, gives you some kind of a history or something to go through for this particular organization. Uh, okay, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I was going to cover in that area. Again, they have, um, it was interesting because when you go in here for things like payment calendar and uh, calculator and stuff like that, I believe the payment calculator, uh, when I clicked on it, took me back to the, uh, to the Freddie Mac website or something like the Freddie Mac website, but they called it the Farmer Mac. Again, you, here's where you have your loan amount, your interest rate, your loan term, the amortization, how often you make the monthly payment, and then when you get all done, it'll calculate the amortization table for you. So they have a lot of tools in there to help the farmers figure out what their payments are going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and close out of there. Next one I wanted to show you was the, um, this is the uh, Federal Financing Bank, which is also, again, in your book. Uh, very small website, not really a lot of information here. Um, I don't know whether I can make the text, again, any bigger because that's the way that they did it on this particular website. Um, 
what will happen is it just tells you what their mission is here. The Federal Financing Bank is a government corporation created by Congress in 1973 under the general supervision of the Secretary of the Treasury. If you remember, that was in the book. The F, uh, FFB was established to centralize and reduce the cost of federal borrowing as well as federally, um, uh, federally assisted borrowing from the bank. The FFB was also created to deal with federal budget management issues, which occurred often off-budget financing, uh, flooded the uh, often, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read two different things. Uh, let me see here where it says uh, budget management issues, which occurred when off-budget financing, meaning out of you know out of the budget cycle, flooded the government securities market and offers a way, uh, a, offers a variety of government-backed securities that were competing with the Treasury securities. Today, FFB has a standby authority to purchase any obligations issued, sold, or guaranteed by the federal agency to assure that the fully guaranteed obligations are financed efficiently. So, again, that's just wanted to show you their website and the information that's there. I'm going to close out of here. And what I'm going to do now, and there's a number of other agencies I have in here that I've linked to, but the ones that I kind of want to spend a little bit of time with you that you're going to need can, you may find helpful to you is the agencies also that are, are also covered in another chapter, but they introduce the topic here, and that's the FHA and the VA. Okay, v FHA and VA. FHA is the Federal Housing Administration. It was created, as it says here, in 1934. Uh, its job is to really help stabilize the housing market for us so that we're able to buy homes. Uh, it says here the Federal Housing Administration, FH, FHA, which is part of HUD, which is the, uh, has been helping people become borrowers since 1934. FHA ensures the loan so that your lender can offer you a better deal. That's the idea behind it. FHA offers loans with low down payment that are easier to qualify for and can cost less than conventional loans. Now, I'm going to go ahead and click on that link and let it go ahead and open, but what I wanted to mention to you is that how many FHA and VA loans or government-insured loans are being done really depends upon the marketplace, what's happening in the marketplace. Traditionally, in certain parts of the country, they can become they can be more popular because the houses in that area are not priced as high as they are, say, in the California area. One of the problems that FHA and VA both have been experiencing is that their loan limits are below that what somebody can buy in certain areas of California, such as down in the Los Angeles area, Santa Barbara area, uh, Sacramento area. So what's ended up happening is a lot of people have ended up going with conventional loans. But anyway... A lot of good information here that you would want to know about. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go through some of this. This is what you saw when I opened the page up, so it told us about what the page was. This website will do things such as give you some government highlights, such as uh, just what's happening within the industry itself, homes for sale, uh, FHA, by the way, if you do default on your loan, FHA is the one that takes the house back. 
and you can buy the house directly from or through from FHA, normally through a real estate broker. That's why when you see an ad in the B, like in Sacramento B, where it'll say uh, foreclosures for sale or government uh, FHA foreclosures, what it is is that the brokers have gotten the list of homes for sale through, from VA or FHA. And what they're doing is they're ending up where the house, house has been foreclosed on. They have ended up taking it back. Uh, and now t typically those organizations will do something to fix it up and then put it back out on the market again. So uh, it'll talk about that. But uh, what I want to do is I want to go over here to the left-hand side. A lot of good information here. They start out with, if you notice on the left-hand side, they, you know, they'll start out with things such as newsroom priorities, all about HUD, if you want to know what HUD does. Okay. Down here is homes. This is if you're talking specifically about homes. If you want to buy a home, owning one, selling it, renting it, if you're homeless, which is sort of interesting because if you're homeless, I guess you have to go to the library to use the computer to find out about, you know, programs they may have available. Home improvements, HUD homes, fair housing, FHA refunds, uh, foreclosures, government uh, consumer information. This is communities, okay? And then down below here is things such as grants, programs, contracts, uh, jobs at HUD, which, by the way, you take a real estate class could help you with that. Uh, resources, library, handbooks. You're going to find out a lot of these government agencies have tons and tons and tons of materials. In fact, if you're ever looking for books on how to buy a house, how to do all these things, and you go to the bookstore and see a lot of these books for sale, a lot of that kind of material, I'm not, I'm not saying they're plagiarizing, but what I am saying is a lot of those materials, when you start really looking at them very carefully, at least the thought of how they're putting it together is coming from these studies that are done through uh, FHA, VA, CalVet, all these different government organizations. And then down below, they have some other things that may help you. They have things uh, such as uh, webcasts, mailing lists, how to contact them, so on and so forth. So I'm going to start up here where it talks about buying a home. You click on this little link right here. Uh, it'll take you to a whole stack of different tools that can help you or help your clients, or you can print this out and give it to your clients. Uh, you could also be sitting there and show your clients. This is a lot of ways you can use this information. But what they'll do is they'll say buying a home, the home, home buying process can be seem complicated, but if you take things step by step, you will soon be holding the keys to your own home. Uh, step one, they go through the process of figuring how much you can afford, which is probably, in my personal opinion, one of the most important things you need to do because the worst thing that a real estate agent or a lender, in my personal opinion, can do for a homeowner is put them in a home that they cannot financially afford, only to have them lose the house in six months or a year, which, which can have a dramatic effect on their credit and a dramatic effect on the neighborhood in which the house is. It just is not a good idea. So people have to sit down, first of all, and be honest with themselves. You know, can I afford to buy the home? So anyway, it talks about that. So if you click here, it'll go through, and it'll tell you all the steps that you need to go through. You know, uh, how much can you afford uh, buying versus renting, uh, home buying programs in your state, finding a real estate counselor near you, knowing what your rights are. 
for example, fair housing, which we talk about, I think, in the next chapter, is in here. So when we talk about things like fair housing, equal opportunity for all, that brochure is here. Uh, when we talk about the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, the RESPA Act, okay, which has to give you something called a good faith estimate when you apply for a loan and then has to show you where the money went at the end of it, that is the brochure for that. And I'll click on that in a minute. Borrower's rights, predatory lending is another one. Uh, shop for a loan, looking for a loan, let FHA help you. Uh, Learn about home buying programs, the different programs that are in your state, okay, uh, so on and so forth down here. So what I'm going to do is uh, they talk about things like fixer-uppers, you know, buying homes that you, you're going to fix up, making an offer, getting a home inspection, uh, so on and so forth. Everything you want to know to get you started is here, homeowners insurance, um, settlement costs, all located right here in a step-by-step -step basis. I think if I go in here shopping for a loan, looking for a loan, shopping for a loan, compare, negotiate, I'm going to click, I think, on this one here. I Hopefully that's the link. I'm trying to remember all this. No, that's not. I don't think that's the link. Let me go back here um, and go back one more. Uh, buying, let me see if I can remember where it is now. I'm trying to remember where all these links are. Uh, shop for a loan. Okay, shop for a home, make an offer, home inspection insurance. Let me just go back, shop for a loan, and see if that is. Let FHA help you. Why ask for FHA, uh, why ask for FHA loan? Let me see if it's this one here. Okay, now this is still buying your first. What a fixer-upper financial. Um, for the life of me, I can't find. Head approved housing counselor. I'll look. I'll see it in a minute. It has the basic. Uh, has the basic loan in here someplace. I just cannot remember where it is. Okay. Let me go back to um, buying again and seeing if I can find it there. For the lack of life of me, I cannot remember. Get a home inspection, shop for homeowners insurance, um, learn about home buying programs. It might be home buying programs in your state, let FHA, good neighbor. For life of me, FHA loan programs. Maybe this is it. Okay, so I go here, and then I go to California. See if it'll bail me out. Okay, housing counselor agencies, home assistance, home repairs. It's in here someplace. I just can't see it right now. For the life of me, I cannot see the loan programs. But we will, uh, it's got to be in here someplace. Let me see. I'll try one more and then I'll quit. Um, about volunteering grants, programs, working with HUD. Let me just try this programs here. Okay, HUD programs, community, fair housing. No, can't find it. I, there is a program called 203B and I just cannot find it for, uh, for the life of me right now. Okay, anyway. We'll go down through here. Anyway, they have things such as owning a home, selling a home, if you're interested in selling a home, how you go about doing that, okay? Um, all the steps that are necessary if you want to sell your home, your settlement costs in selling your home. Renting, 
So they have programs about renting in here. They also, by the way, notice that they have it in other languages. Specifically, they'll always have it in Spanish. Okay. And uh, one of the interesting things is I found out from uh, one of our title insurance people that we work with is that the reason why one of the problems they have when they make things uh, in the area of real estate, you know, so that people, you know, about the programs to explain real estate programs, it's kind of like they can find people that can speak the language, but the problem is to find somebody who can speak the language and also knows real estate. So that's why they may very well have a difficult time. Like if you're talking about making something for somebody that's going to be speaking or a brochure for somebody that speaks Chinese, they not only have to be able to speak Chinese, but they have to be very, very literate in real estate in order to make sure that the documents are correct and reflect the right information. Okay, so I'll, anyway, I think, I don't know why that bothers me. I can't find the thing on the loans, but I'll, I'll probably find it later on or it will dawn on me after we leave. Last program that I'm going to talk about today is the VA program. VA program, and I'll read what this says. It says, the main purpose of the VA loan program is to help veterans finance the purchase of homes with favorable loan terms and at a rate of interest which is uh, competitive with the rate charged on other types of mortgage loans. Uh, for VA housing loan purposes, the term veteran includes certain members of selected reserve, active duty, service personnel, and certain categories of spouses, such as spouses where their, their husband or their wife have been killed during a war would be an example. Okay? Their program, they're another example of a website that's in progress that they've been working on. And it will come open in a minute. And, and the reason why we have these programs for veterans is because of the fact when we normally ask somebody to serve in one of the services, normally what they're doing is they're, especially during a wartime, they're not anywhere near home. They usually are not making anywhere near the amount of money that they would normally make in the private sector. Uh, they're probably not in the country. They're out in the country. They ha so the, and when they come back, they don't really have a heck of a lot of money because they haven't really earned a lot. So the whole purpose of these programs are to help veterans transition from the military to the civilian life and buy homes. By the way, they can use this while they're also in the military. So they can use the VA loan to buy homes while they're in the military too. But it's to help them because typically veterans don't have a lot of money saved in order to put the 15, 20% down as a down payment. So this is kind of to help them. Uh, when you go in here, I think the place that you would want to go to is there's a lot of things like health care, benefits, burial rights, mortgage homepage, veterans information, uh, home loan information, who's eligible, so on and so forth. And I think it's the home loan information, if I remember correctly. Um, couple things, I'm not going to open them because when I did, it takes forever for them to download because what they're doing is they're using something called real media to play them, but they have a whole stack of videos that are in here that if you have the time, will walk you through such things as uh, thinking about buying a home, thinking about selling a house. There's a lot of videos in here that you can open, and I believe it's real media player that you need to have in order to watch these. Oh, they also, I'm sorry, they also have a Windows Media version. I stand corrected. So you should be able to open those up and watch them. Okay? 
Uh, I'm going to go back here for a minute, and I am looking. If you're looking at pamphlets on the VA home loan program, you can collect here, click here, and you have things such as the pamphlet is designed to help veterans planning to purchase or construct new homes, particularly those veterans who intend to finance with VA home loans. Uh, this is a quick guide for home loans and real, for real estate professionals that are helping veterans, uh, so on and so forth, a whole bunch of stuff here. But, for example, I'll open this one pamphlet here. Uh, this, again, is taking this pamph pamphlet, which, by the way, may be really huge, maybe a lot and lots and lots of pages, and they're putting it on the website that the veteran can go ahead and download it or that you as a... Um, you as a real estate person that wants to work with somebody. Uh, occasionally you'll see ads in the paper where a real estate agent will say something to the effect that I, I work with uh, people that, are, are, ha that have been in the military. I help vets buy homes. And they, they sort of have like a little area that they specialize in understanding what the various VA programs are, the CalVet programs are, things like that, okay, which are part of the veterans' benefits. But anyway... This pamphlet has all kinds of information here about buying your house, the steps, the guarantees, what can, um, just the pamphlet is just loaded with a lot of information, what VA does, uh, how to get your requirement. Uh, one of the things that you need when you get a VA loan, you have to have something called a certificate of eligibility, if they haven't changed the name of that, which essentially means that you're produced you got something from the VA that showed that you actually served in the military. That's part of your application process when you apply for a loan. By the way, if you're dealing with a veteran that's going to use this kind of a loan, one of the things you may very well want to do is get them started in the process of getting that documentation lined up ahead of time. Because remember, usually when you're getting close to selling that home or buying that home, usually you only have about 30, 40 days to close it. So all this kind of documentation you get up front or ahead of time helps. Anyway, so there's pamphlets on all of this stuff in here, okay? I'm going to go back and click back here. Um, so I'm just trying to see if there's anything. Uh, let me see. Questions, VA direct. Uh, VA is, is interesting because in some cases they do make direct loans, okay? And so, um, and usually when they're talking about direct loans, what they're talking about is where, that is in an area where there's normally not a lending institution that makes loans in that area. So they'll do things like VA direct home loans are available to eligible Native American veterans who wish to purchase or construct a home on trust lands. So they have a lot of different things like that. Okay. So we're pretty close to the end of winding up now show number eight. The next time that we meet, we'll be talking about show number nine, and that's going to be dealing with... Uh, federal regulation, and consumer protection. And so with that, I want to thank you very much for watching Show 8, and we'll see you back here again for Show 9. Have a nice day.